Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where one man used to be incredibly fat, fell in love with a hot chick, confessed his love, had to leave town in shame after being rejected, then came back super hot, and eventually won his love over. Then they got married, and now they watch Friends together for the first time ever. us? Well, actually, it's the plot of the movie Just Friends with Ashton Kutcher oh. and Jamie Lee Presley. <laughs> Was one of them super fat? Yeah, Ashton, or not Ashton Kutcher, um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right, 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 right. Because I don't, that, that doesn't describe me. <laughs> well, I mean, I was you... a pudgy kid, but I yeah. was never super fat. <laughs> Before I hit my growth spurt, you know, yeah. I had a little extra, extra meat. I, we were we were uh in Chris's house one time and his like his parents house and um his mom came out and gave us some of his old report cards so I was just sifting through them and she had report cards going back all the way to when Chris yeah, was in was just... elementary school it was great but when he was in second grade I think in the fitness test or his gym teacher or something they said chris appears to have no upper body strength no, i don't think it said no um, it just... said no i have a picture of it so well yeah and i don't think it said no upper body strength maybe he lacks upper body strength or something along those lines no he appears to have none he cannot even lift himself <laughs> <laughs> he can't dress himself in the locker room and all of his uh like stats that they had for the physical fitness they were like really pathetic i don't think he could do a pull up or anything it was really bad no, I was a soft, pudgy kid. Like I said, but before I hit my growth spurt. Yeah, but it was uh, it was impressive. Yeah, but just to be clear, that friends <laughs> just friends intro did not describe. I don't know which part of that <laughs> describes any of me, but yeah, <laughs> you got to double check. <laughs> Yeah, but it well, was a said... succinct summary of the movie Just Friends. Thank you. You said last time you were so tired of the format. I know that was a real, real curveball. Yeah. So this week we watched the one where Joey moves out. Is this season two, episode sixteen? Yes. Okay, great. I meant to double check that. I wrote season two, episode sixteen. It is. And if you were to give this another title, what would you call it? The one with the tattoo. That's good. I was going to say the one with the Twinkie. <laughs> that one's also good. Yeah, it's the better one. I just picked my. I said tattoo singular because you only end up getting one. You get two. Not really. Not if you're on Rachel's side. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, the one with the Twinkie is good. Rachel's it, not even on Rachel's it, side. You know, you'd assume it was a delicious treat. Mm -hmm. It's in some ways it is. <laughs> I yeah. My family, uh, we don't know what Twinkies are. We all have the same belief well, that you do Swiss... Now. Yeah. <laughs> I had to teach Swiss... all of you. <laughs> the Swiss rolls are Twinkies. This was this came up because we were playing catchphrase, and the way you play catchphrase is one person gets a phrase, and another person or their teammates tries to guess what they what's like on the screen by describing what's by on, describing without, it, saying, without it. saying the word. We. It was Twinkie. Yeah, it was Twinkie, and I think somebody was partners sister, with Chris. Megan was partners with Chris. And your Chris. sister was describing a so Swiss roll. So she's describing a Swiss roll. And then, uh, you know, Chris doesn't get it. We lose. 
they lose. And I go, oh, I know what it was. It was a Twinkie. And Chris is like, what? No, that's not a Twinkie. Megan's like, yeah, it was a Twinkie. Yeah, everyone was against me. It was like being in a, being gaslit by a whole family. I was like, are you guys serious? You do really think that a Twinkie is like chocolate cake and like a cream, white cream rolled in a spiral thing covered in chocolate? Like everyone in my family yeah, believed like, it. Yeah, that's a, that's a Twinkie. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the most iconic American junky snack foods. Like everyone like on earth knows that. People do don't aren't from this country know what a Twinkie Maybe. is. It's just like a pop culture y thing that everyone knows and somehow your family missed all of it. Even your you're like your mom didn't know. It's like generational. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my family ended up in like a different you know, we're in the wrong timeline or whatever. Like, we got crossed. Because I remember Berenstain Bears, for example. But then no one in yeah, my family... because that's what it really is. Yeah, right but... Well, exactly. You were just more perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> Except not when it comes to a Twinkie. No, that's just you guys... Somewhere it happened, and I don't... Yeah, I don't, you on guys, our old timeline. You guys kept buying Swiss rolls. I'm like, why doesn't it say Twinkie on the box? Like, I don't know how it persisted, but somehow it did. <laughs> Uh, I still have never had a Twinkie. I think they discontinued them. No, I think they like the, they were gonna like discontinue the brand. I think someone bought it, or oh. I think it's still gone. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Enough Twinkie talk. Yeah, for now. The one where Joey moves out. So it opens with Joey and Chandler like sitting on their breakfast nook, and they're eating just chatting, chatting, yeah, eating. And Joey takes a spoon out of the drawer, licks it, and then puts it back. And no, I think he like. He finishes his food and licks the spoon clean oh, okay. and puts it back. Okay. Um, it wasn't and... just like a weird power move. Like, <laughs> I need to mark my spoons. Well, I thought, I don't know. He, he like, was, finished his confused. cereal or whatever yeah. he was eating, like, licked it clean and then just put it back. Yeah. And Chandler was appalled at this. Rightfully horrified. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, you know, did you see that? You licked it? You put it back? That's it. I got to work you... on my Chandler. Yeah. I mean... There's, that's that's too like high energy. Yeah. He's, he's like a offended, but you know, a lower energy. Yeah. You licked it. You put it back. It's too too like uh, Brooklyn. I don't know. Anyway, Chandler, he's appalled, and they're like, oh, Chandler's like, you know, this is like sharing a toothbrush. You know, you don't do it. And Joey just like, you know, doesn't say anything, and he has a look on his face that betrays him. And Chandler goes, oh. Oh, you've used my toothbrush. And Joey's like, yeah, but that's only because I had to clean the drain with the red one. And Chandler's like, my toothbrush is the red one. He's very upset. So this is like sowing discontent between the two of them for the rest of the episode. I personally have been a victim of someone sharing my toothbrush. I went home uh, one time back to my parents' house and I had forgotten my toothbrush or to pack a toothbrush. So I open the drawer where my mom keeps some spares, pull one out, and I use it all week. On the very last day, my brother and I happened to be brushing our teeth at the same time. And I noticed that the toothbrush I'd been using all week was gone. And I was like, oh, Sean, are you using my toothbrush? And he goes, no, this is my toothbrush. I'm like, that's my toothbrush. It's the one I took out this week. And he goes, but all of my toothbrushes are green. <laughs> and like I went and told my mom, like I was so horrified, like that I'd been sharing a toothbrush with my brother all week, basically. And there was a new toothbrush. It was a new toothbrush. Oh, so and it wasn't like you came home after years to like reclaim your old brush no, or something. Okay. No, I opened a brand new toothbrush. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> And I was like, Sean, but I opened that toothbrush. Like, how could you think that that's your toothbrush? And that's where the, you know, 
my toothbrushes are always green argument came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I told my mom and she was like, yeah, well, you know, Sean's toothbrushes are always green. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> I was like, like we what the fuck is this world? <laughs> like where Sean just gets new green toothbrushes? Yeah, that's how he functions based on just the sequence of colors. Whatever. He only eats red foods. <laughs> He's got green toothbrushes. Oh, I was so grossed out all week. You know, it's like biting into an apple and seeing half a worm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, shouldn't be doing that. But certainly not on purpose. Joey seemed to not know who, there was he, did he like always think that he was using Chandler's toothbrush, but it was really his own and he cleaned with Chandler's toothbrush? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good it's, question. Like, it's hard was to it just, make uh, heads or tails of it. <laughs> yeah. Was he just using both toothbrushes all the time and it just happened to be he didn't use the red one that day because he had just cleaned the drain with it? Is Joey like a 24 hours kind of a clean person? After 24 hours, whatever was on it is, has to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, uh, he's like, I don't understand. Like if we're roommates, like if we, we, we can't, uh, it's like, why can't we use uh, the same toothbrush if we're like, we use like a bar of, the like same the same soap. bar of soap or something. Yeah. And he's like, it's soap. Like it's, it's just, different. it's soap. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. And then Joey's like, well, I want you to remember next time you use the soap, what's the last part that I cleaned and the first part that you cleaned? And Chandler was like, Bleh. Yeah. I mean, it's just get some body wash. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't be rubbing the soap on your body anyway. It should be at least a washcloth, you know? Yeah, I mean, then, I guess then you can have your own yeah, then you have washcloth. Your own. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go through with this plot line. It's pretty weak. It's definitely not the A plot, but, you know, just to run it out. The one where Joey moves out? I know, but, like, come on. It's definitely, it's not. I mean, it's the biggest it's one. It's a common thread. It's the biggest one of the most consequential of the main yeah, that's characters. True. Like, Tom that's Selleck true. can't stick around forever. So, like, at some point, he's got to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Joey moving out and leaving Chandler that's a it's a big deal yeah I'm sure though it'll be like a two episode arc probably when Tom Selleck well, leaves Joey moves back in yeah I mean we'll get into the problem with Joey's move but <laughs> yeah so he goes over to a co-worker who's having a brunch yeah another cast member yeah a guy who's in a coma on the show on the show right <laughs> he's Alive and well in real life. <laughs> and Joey and Chandler both go over and the guy has this great, you know, classic New York Coke party scene apartment where it has like great, you know, views of the park. And, and... like 20 foot ceilings. Yeah, huge. <laughs> it's gigantic. It's decorated super like late 80s, early 90s style with like all this hideous modern like glass round furniture stuff. Uh, they even admire the two mirrors that he has in the bathroom. That yeah, he very, just... yeah, not... Not very contemporary. No. And I know that you're not a fan of uh, mirrors in the bathroom when you can see yourself pee. Who would be? Why would you <laughs> want to see yourself excreting waste? Well, Joey and Chandler both seem to be super into it. Well, yeah. I mean, Joey, they're, it was like a very childish thing. It's like, oh, it looks like you're you're peeing with the Rockettes or something, you know. And then Chandler's like, no, that's one of my fantasies. Like, no, seriously, that's my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> we right, get Chandler. it. Yeah. So the guy is like, oh, I'm moving out of here. Joey, you should take this place, you know? And Joey's like, oh, I can't see myself here. And he's like, why not? Come check out the kitchen. Uh, So they go and look at the kitchen. Chandler is already starting to feel like a little left out and jealous. He's like, no, don't worry, guys. I saw a kitchen earlier today. (laughs) That's uh, pretty much it. So then later they 
go back to their apartment and they get into a little bit of a tiff where Joey's like, you know, I'm ready to move out. I'm making enough money. I'm 25. Like, I just 28. don't. 28? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wrote 25. Uh, he's like, I'm just, you know, I'm not. He's I'm like, I'm 28. This. I've never lived on my own. Yeah. You know, I finally have enough money to live my own. Which, I mean, I don't know that you get one, one presumably small role on a daytime soap and you're suddenly ready to move into palatial Parkview Manhattan Manhattan apartments. It's TV. I mean, you mean the money or the show? No, the money. (laughs) It's it's daytime soap opera? Yeah. Yeah. How he's cleaning up? Yeah, I mean, like, if if it doesn't snowball into something else, he's going to be back with Chandler, which I assume is what happens. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's something else that's going to happen where he has to move back. Plus the logistics of him living up there. You know, he's going to be so yeah, far he's away. always separate. And, the, and, yeah. they, and they're, they're going to go they're to Joey's place. They're like in the place. West Village, and, and he's going to be near up. Central Park. Yeah. So, like, later Chandler says, when Joey actually does move out, like, spoiler alert, it happens. Chandler says, oh, you know, I'll be seeing you later at the coffee shop. Joey's like, oh, yeah. But, you know, Joey's not going to be living that coffee shop life, like, popping well, downstairs. Not if it's going to be, like, a 40-minute yeah. commute or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All the way downtown. Yeah, so it just it doesn't make sense. That's how I know it's not going to last. Maybe if she was moving across the street. Like, they go to yeah. Joey's place, and it's always some palatial, gigantic, ridiculous thing. I, mean, it's I am bad excited to see. Like, it's so big. He only has, you know, his big TV and then two those two boys. chairs. Yeah. And he couldn't... So... He takes both Lazy Boys with yeah, him. He couldn't leave one Lazy Boy behind. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he bought one for Chandler. I was thinking that, too. He couldn't. Like, he leaves the foosball table as a nice gesture, but he couldn't yeah. just leave a Lazy Boy. <laughs> now Chandler has, like, he just has, like, one couch, no Lazy Boys, no TV. <laughs> yes, I wrote, table. hopefully Chandler keeps his old TV that Joey just got that new TV last episode. I mean, you know? Joey surprised Chandler with it, so presumably Joey would have moved the old one and maybe just got rid of it. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. What if they just put it on the curb? Like, no need to get a new TV because we have this old, or keep this old TV because we have this new sweet one. Yeah. It well, was, now. Uh, yeah. It looks really, yeah. Yeah. Like, leave the lazy boy. Yeah. If you're rolling in it and you're <laughs> renting these gigantic apartments... I was surprised actually because, as and you I know, it was a gift to Chandler, not just that's like. Kind of, but you know, like I was renting this back chair, and me. he's like, he gets both of them, like for them, but it's really his. You know, it's weird. I was thinking that this is the way the episode would go because, like, I'm always trying to plan ahead, see what they're doing in the show, and I thought that Joey would move out and he'd like leave the foosball table and one like recliner behind and not be there, and Chandler would like come home. And Joey would leave a note, like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, he's still friends, but I'm on my own, whatever. Something better. And I was surprised when been, they... That would have been so cold, though, if you just, like, <laughs> you know, like, absconds yeah. <laughs> and just doesn't say goodbye. No, that's too it's too mm-hmm. harsh. Yeah, I thought the way they did it was probably nicer. Yeah. I will, when, when Joey first walked out, I was like, oh, I thought there'd be, like, a hug. And then, like, he's got to come back for the hug and then he did and I, I was glad to see it <laughs> that's like little kids waiting at the end of homeward bound for a shadow to come over oh, that you know it wasn't quite as tear jerky as that <laughs> but it just thinking of you sitting there like god he's gotta come back <laughs> what is he uh, i don't want to <laughs> relive are you, are you choking up thinking of no i'm trying bound? to think of what the kid says uh 
he uh, was just too, yeah. he's like he, he was just too old he couldn't make it like he was just too old but that's what they're saying to him doesn't he, then doesn't he say something like uh like you know <laughs> hopeful because like, you're tearing up <laughs> thinking about homeward bound oh my god that movie all right let's move on before i cry <laughs> <laughs> on to happier plot lines one thing that i want to mention about the joey chandler when they they play for the foosball table and joey i did predict this in my head i didn't say anything so you don't know but chandler like joey... most of your correct predictions no one ever hears about them until the event has already happened and you then tell I like that i predicted that yep, saw that one it's like uh was it christian jeopardy yep yeah. i knew that one too christian jeopardy it's a really good sketch from uh norm mcdonald's days on snl you can find it on youtube anyway so they're like bantering back and forth about uh they've decided to play for the table to see who gets to keep it yeah, they both paid for half the team. yeah and chandler is like your little men are gonna get scored on more times than your sister and lines. joey's like whoa 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 which one because <laughs> if you remember he has like seven sisters or something yeah, that, that, that was a good part. I yeah. like that part. That was really good, even if I did predict it. You predicted w- which part of it? I, guess. I knew that he was going to say which one. Oh. Yeah. Joey ends up winning the table, and Chandler is, like, a total sore, sore loser. And he, like... He grabs his coat, is, like, leaving the, the apartment, and goes, congratulations, or something. And, like... Slams the door. Walks out all, all pissy and patty. Yeah. <laughs> even though he agreed to it, and, you know, he was all... I know, but it's supposed yeah. to, you know, he wasn't mad about the table, Becca. He's mad. <laughs> he mad about Joey leaving. Oh, man. It wasn't about that. I need uh, friends to be a little more heavy-handed with their symbolism. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's basic, uh, whatever, psychological analysis of friends. Yeah. All right, so I, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to say about the... I did like another part when they were having their fight and Joey says, yeah, I'm going to move out and then you can spend uh, more quality time with your real friends, the spoons. (laughs) And it doesn't really get that much of a laugh, but I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was like the end of the scene. You know, they have to fade out and cut to the next one. So they can't have an extended laugh there. Yeah. I think here's another one. When they are, I think when they're fighting, preparing to like, battle over the table joey's like oh i don't want to leave you like high and dry and chandler says oh i've never been lower and wetter lower or wetter yeah oh lower lower or wetter oh i thought you said and hey no i've never been lower or wetter yeah so whatever lower and wetter lower or wetter whatever i just thought that part was funny that's it that's all i have to say about the table i have no other points on that plot line Phoebe and Monica, this is definitely the C-plot. Oh, yeah. They get tattoos as, not Phoebe and Monica, uh, Phoebe and Rachel. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's like, oh, I want to, you know, surprise Ross. Don't say anything to him when they're plotting about it in the morning. And Ross comes in while Phoebe is talking, describing the tattoo that she wanted to get. And he's like, oh, what's on your shoulder? And she's like, a chip, chip on my shoulder. (laughs) Pretty good recovery. And she's like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. Eventually breaks. And Ross is like, why would you ever pay someone to permanently scar your body? Like, he was totally against tattoos. And then Rachel's all, like, a fluster because she now doesn't know. Should she do this idea she just came up with today? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Ross probably wants to get buried in a Jewish cemetery. Uh, so I guess. Can't, can't get any tattoos. <laughs> it's the subtext. Yeah. They go to the tattoo store. <laughs> Parlor. <Tattoo>. Parlor. <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Like, what about Ross? Doing her whole thing. And Phoebe gives her a big, like, you know, uplifting speech. Like, you know, you're your own woman. And who's the boss of you? You know, she's like, is the boy, is your boyfriend the boss of you? She's like, uh, no. Who's the boss of you? Uh, you? No, you're the boss of you. <laughs> And it works, and Rachel goes in, and she gets her tiny, tiny, tiny heart on her hip. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Very inconsequential. Yeah, from a distance, it looks like a very disturbing red mole. Yeah, like, when would people... I feel like even a bathing suit would probably cover it up. Like, it was very tiny. Yeah. And she, when she comes out of the tattoo room, she's like, all right, Phoebe, let's see yours. And Phoebe's like, oh, oh no, it disappeared. Because Phoebe had actually chickened out. Apparently she's afraid of needles. Which I get that, you know, they had to do that, I guess, for the future uh, plot line. But it doesn't seem like Phoebe would chicken out of that. I thought that, that was a poor character choice. Um, I mean, makes there's nothing inherent in the character that make me think she wouldn't be afraid of needles. Well, not afraid of needles, but she is so loyal to friends, you know, and she like does what she says she like stands by her word remember she makes great cookies and she like always like stands by her word or whatever that thing was in the very beginning Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean sure i suppose maybe if you're keeping score oh i am this podcast isn't gonna be any good chris if you're not constantly judging them judging who the characters yeah i mean yeah i do i (laughs) badmouth ross all the time (laughs) So Rachel comes back and she shows Ross her tattoo who like, you know, he finds out somewhat by accident and he's like, oh, no, I like it. Um, is it? He's like, know, he's like, it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, is it sore or can you do stuff? <laughs> this is all in front of everyone. In Everyone's front of there. everyone. Monica's there. Dr. Sister, Burke is there. Dr. Burke. Everybody Phoebe. is there. Yeah. <laughs> and... She's like, mm, I can do stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, run, run into the room. Yeah, he's like, save us some pizza. He brought some pizza. And he's like, save us some pizza. And they run away. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Poor Monica. I mean, I don't want to give away what happens in the, what I believe to be the A plot, but perhaps the B plot. Um, but this is the second time in the episode when Monica, like, is way too close to a family member banging someone else. Yeah, that the, the the only thing that separates her and a family member getting busy is uh, just like one layer of something. Yeah. You know, a shower curtain or a door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into the Tom Selleck plot. Now that I know it's Tom Selleck, I'm ready to move forward <laughs> and say everything accurately. Monica and Dr. Burke are still dating and it's Monica's dad's birthday, Monica and Ross. So... Monica Ross get a ride into Long Island or out to Long Island with Dr. Burke. So they're all showing up together and this is like some, you know, sitcom hijinks. How are we going to like walk in here together? They decide to just let Dr. Burke, you know, whatever, tell the truth. They already know that oh, they got yeah. a ride together. When they're about to walk in, Ross is like, uh, he's like, Monica, he's like, you could be straddling him when we walk in. Like they won't think anything. <laughs> yeah. Just let's just walk in. <laughs> 
Monica, or rather Dr. Burke's new girlfriend, is the talk of the party at the, you know, among all these elderly people. Yeah, well, it's one of Monica's mother's friends is gossiping in the kitchen and be like, oh, I heard that, you know, Dr. Burke has a, a little Twinkie. Uh, a little Twinkie in the city, a 20 year, he's some 20 year old in the city. And then her mother gets in on it, and yeah, they're all kind like, of bad mouthing. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's probably a total dumbass. Yeah. And the woman's like, I bet she's ugly, too. But she's young, so everything still points upward. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's like, probably, yeah, she's just young enough so that everything still points <laughs> up. <laughs> Monica, like, covers, you know, covers herself. She's very uncomfortable because she's in the room while they're talking about this. And in the other room... Uh, where the men are, they're all like super into this idea. They're like, oh, sounds like you got yourself a little thing in the city. (laughs) (laughs) And this part, it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the show when Ross and Monica's dad is talking to Dr. Burke and they're like trying to get information out of him. Like, and Monica's dad, is his name Jack? I have Jack written here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Jack or John or Okay, we'll go with Jack. Jack is like, oh, I mean, I get it. Midlife crisis. I I got the Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. And you got yourself your own little speedster. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and Ross is like sitting there and he's like, you know, completely disgusted by this, but doesn't want to give the whole thing away. And then Jack says to Dr. Burke, like, tell you what, how about I let you borrow the Porsche one weekend and you let me take. And Ross goes, please, dad, I beg of you do not finish this line. Yeah, it was pretty funny. His dad yeah. just was kept almost, well, he kept saying, like, at first, you know, v- vaguely gross things, him not knowing that it was his daughter he was talking yeah. about, about, you know, like, oh, I bet it's a hot little number or whatever yeah. and all that stuff. And then really he was really about to step into it when he <laughs> wanted to trade his daughter for a car <laughs> in order to have sex with her. <laughs> That's got to be a f- fun plot line to uh, talk about. Like, all right, well, what if we have him uh, treat his daughter for a car to, in order to have sex with her? Like in the writer's room? I <laughs> didn't get, break it down like that. <laughs> it's just me overthinking it now. Yeah. So then Dr. Burke and Monica are in the bathroom. Very spacious bathroom for a home. And they... Not are, for a TV set. <laughs> the whole house is pretty big, actually. Oh, yeah. Um... And they're like, oh, this is like so hard. He's saying, you know, let's just tell everyone. And she's like, let's tell your parents first. And he's like, my parents are dead. She's like, oh, you're so lucky. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you know, we can tell everyone or something. They decide to exit the bathroom separately. He goes out first and sees Monica's mom walking towards the bathroom. And he goes, Judy. Going to the bathroom. How nice for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Just like, oh, thank you for the support. <laughs> yeah, but that's just so Monica can hear and she hides in the shower. And Monica's dad then joins Judy in the bathroom where they're talking about the Twinkie. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that Jack or Dr. Burke had said, you know, he thinks he's falling in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. And Monica's like all happy. And then immediately Jack starts feeling uh, her mom up. And well, sure, just thinking about that Twinkie got him, <laughs> got him all randy. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, "Are you gonna trade me in for a younger model?" And he's like, "With you, it's like I've got two twenty-five-year-olds." <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like yeah. that part. And so then they're like, you know, really getting into it. And Monica, like, her whole face falls, and she covers her ear with like some a loofah or something. 
Yeah, she just, you know, tries yeah. to block it all out. I feel like I would have stepped in at that point. <laughs> oh, really? I, w- I mean, I, yeah. it's unclear how far they go, you know, in the bathroom, just the two of them. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's insinuated later that they go all the way. So it seemed like it was, and then later she's like, oh, it was like right before you felt up, Mom. And like she yeah, but I don't maybe know if she doesn't just... want to say, you know, what actually happened. Right maybe before... that makes it much worse. <laughs> right before you plowed, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I think it does seem right. it's, it's hard to, or maybe they just can't be so crude on uh, network television. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Although, based on I know the crudest episode, last episode, who knows? Yeah, I know. I, uh, I'm, I, I think I would step in too. That's right. Like, you, if you're going to tell them just, eventually, I'd be yeah. like, no, like, you know, this I got to get out of here. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and plus, if they somehow, like, you know, if they're, getting after it in the bathroom and that's it's just like a soft shower curtain she's not yeah. in like a stall or something no. so like they can, they can it could easily like mid coitus something can get ruffled or knocked down oh, or yeah. like i don't know it just doesn't seem worth any of the risk i would just be like i know like i gotta get out yeah it's fine because <laughs> then like everyone would be so embarrassed in the moment like if you like drop that bombshell like it's gonna be just lost in all this other kerfuffle i, I wouldn't have no amount of just, you know, like, what are you going to do? Home yourself to block it out? You can't do that. Yeah, and it's going to be very weird if they, walk, like, find you. Yeah, it's, it would be so much weirder if they, and then, it, you know, even when they she reveals it later, it's super weird. Yeah. Jack and Judy, they walk out of the party. They do their own separate walk where Jack comes out and he's like, whose drink can I refresh? Yeah, they're, they're both all. Yeah, they're all, like, happy and revitalized. jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> And Judy's, like, fixing her hair, and she's like, how about cake time? <laughs> and then Monica walks out, like, very slowly, very traumatized. And Ross is like, oh, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay? And she's like, uh, remember how I told you about that videotape with Mom and Dad? I just cut the live show. <laughs> so then later on, Monica is in the kitchen with Dr. Burke, and she's like, you know, it's time, blah, blah, blah whatever. Ross comes in. And then Judy also comes in. She's like, oh, Jack, I, uh, Jack, Dr. Burke. What's his real name? I don't remember. Whatever. Dr. Burke. Um, isn't R- Richard, your son? Oh, yeah, Richard. Richard, isn't your son? Like, he's not seeing anyone, right? Yeah. Isn't he still single? And why doesn't he call Monica? And Monica, Dr. Burke's like, I don't know. He's like, he's like that's an idea. <laughs> and then Monica's like, oh, well, actually, I'm already seeing someone. And then she's like, oh, you know, the, the whole thing. She's like, oh, Ross, did you know Monica's seeing someone? And <laughs> Ross is like, uh, I, I have friends. They so see I, people. I know so many people. <laughs> Some of them are seeing people. And then her mother turns around back to face Monica and Dr. Burke. And she, they're like, you know. Embraced. Stalling up next to each other. And her mom figures it out. Yeah. Horrified. And then just yells for her husband. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, get in here now. And she, I Judy. really liked this whole this whole, this whole scene. scene like great. everyone, yeah. it was just it was a lot of like moving parts. It was all pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I the way it. that Ross like moved in and out, where he yeah, was try, like trying to eat, like yeah. before the mom realizes he's she's like drinking out of a glass. He's like, oh, is that crystal? And he like <laughs> takes it from her before she can drop throw it. it or drop it. And uh, before Jack, the dad, before he comes back, previously he had been looking for some like valuable like an old bat from an old baseball player that he owned and he was trying to find it to show someone who didn't believe him that he owned it 
then he finally comes in the kitchen and he's like he's like look judy i found it and he's got the bat and ross swoops in he's like i'll take that for me dad <laughs> it was good and then you know then he he realizes what's happening and then the cake comes in and everyone's yeah. singing and monica <laughs> reveals that she saw them bang and the whole thing blows up and it's it's a really well done scene. Yeah, I have like to everything comes Chris. together in, yeah, in a very really nicely. Yeah, Jack is able to say, you know, it can't be Monica that he's dating. He's got a Twinkie in the city, and Monica's like, "I am the Twinkie." <laughs> and, and then Doctor Burke's like, "She's not a Twinkie. <laughs> Stop saying that." And they're like, "Oh, I'm, she's like, oh, I'm crazy for this guy." And Jack is like, "How can you do this to me on my birthday?" And then that's when everyone comes in and starts singing "Happy Birthday." It's perfectly, beautifully timed. Yeah, really a great scene. Yeah, it was good. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much resolved. I don't know if anything else comes out of it after they have that scene. I mean, Doctor Burke and Monica—they're back at the apartment yeah. when Ross tries to, you know, bang Rachel's new tattoo or whatever. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, so they're still together. They're going forward with it. Yeah. And I guess now, should we take bets on who lasts longer, Dr. Burke or Joey's new apartment? I'm going to say Joey's new apartment. Okay. That's good, because I'm going with Dr. Burke. I feel like Joey's new apartment, we're looking at like two, three episodes max. You think Tom Selleck's going to stick around longer than that? I feel like maybe we'll get Selleck for the rest of the season. Really? Yeah. Do you know something that I don't? I don't. I'm just basing this on, like, other long-term guest stars. So, like, Avery in 30 Rock, she's there for a while, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not unprecedented, I guess. Yeah. Um, But whatever her name is, Elizabeth something. Yeah. Um, She's no Tom Selleck. That is true. Great counterpoint. I mean, it's just, at the time, you know, he was pretty, he still was just, like, a TV guy, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how any of this works. (laughs) But I'm going to go with Joey's apartment. Okay. You heard it here first, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Yeah, season two, episode 16. Chris thinks that Joey's apartment lasts longer than Tom Selleck, and I'm rooting for Tom Selleck. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the episode? Oh, I guess I should mention, like, Phoebe does end up getting a tattoo. She well, gets, like, that blue dot. Yeah, so Phoebe was originally going to get a lily because her mother's name was Lily, and her mother's dead, as she's mentioned several times. <laughs> So she was going to get that to commemorate uh, her mother. Um, And then Chandler's like, oh, good thing her name wasn't like disgusting trash bag or something. I don't know what he says. Some sort of gross thing. Um, But then after she chickens out first time, Rachel makes her go back into the seat. And as soon as the needle touches her skin, she like freaks out. So she only has the little dot. Right. And Phoebe's argument is this is exactly what she wanted. Because it's how the world looks from really, really, really far away. It's a tiny blue dot. Yeah, and, you know, where her mom is in heaven and how it's how she looks when she looks down on her. And Rachel's like, "Uh, are you kidding? Because she's still pissed at Phoebe. She's like, are you kidding? Your mom's looking down. And she's saying, where's your Lily, you wimp? (laughs) Or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. you wuss. (laughs) And... It's this moment, or sometime around this moment, when Ross walks in and he's like, oh, you got a tattoo? And Rachel's like, ah, just a little one. Phoebe got the whole world. <laughs> like a real child. But uh, that was, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I think we're, are we ready for more Burt Reynolds trivia or something? Or is it Tom Selleck trivia this time? It's time for Brent's trivia. I did do Tom Selleck trivia. Did you, uh, did you study up on it? 
because I said I would do it last time, but no. I figured your memory's pretty short. I Even if I remember it, I don't care enough to <laughs> waste time researching this. Okay, so yeah, it's time for Tom Selleck trivia. So, which of these sports did Tom Selleck play when he attended USC? All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball, football, volleyball, or water polo? Water polo. That's incorrect. What was it, football? Nope, basketball. Basketball. He's pretty tall. You can see it in the show. Yeah. He's, like, way taller than Ross. Who's the biggest friend? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Which of these roles did Tom Selleck win the job for, but had to turn down because CBS wouldn't let him do it while he was still contracted for Magnum P.I.? Indiana Jones, Batman, uh, the Tim Burton version, Maverick in Top Gun, or Rambo in First Blood? Rambo. That's incorrect. Uh, What is it? Indiana Jones. Oh, man. Brutal. Even worse, apparently he could have done it because Magnum or CBS said, like, you know, it's going to conflict with your filming and we can't, we basically just can't allow allow it. But then there was a writer's strike. So right at the time when Magnum P.I. should have been filming, but there was a writer's strike, Indiana Jones started filming in Hawaii. Man, that's brutal. Yeah, so he could have done it, I guess. Well, you've already lost, but do you want to try to do the last one for... Mm -hmm. I just want to learn more about Tom Selleck. (laughs) (laughs) Which pro baseball team did Tom Selleck play an exhibition game for? The L.A. Dodgers... The Chicago White Sox, the Detroit Tigers, or the Montreal Expos? The L.A. Dodgers. Nope. God. It's the Tigers. It's his favorite baseball team, Chris. I don't know that. <laughs> Where is he from? So he was born in Michigan, I think in Detroit, uh, but he moved to Los Angeles when he was pretty young. His family, his dad was like um, an executive and investor, real estate investor. All right. I learned a lot. But still lost. Yeah. And I learned a lot about Tom Selleck, and I won. <laughs> I suppose. So thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back next Friday and every Friday until something happens where we get tired of it at noon. And you can follow us on just.friends.podcast on Instagram. Friends.